Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome in. It is The Fan Afternoon Show. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Sam Schmitz. Adam Roberts hanging around for just a little bit. He wraps up his work from Sparky's Midday Madness. We're live from the Lakeland University studios offering co-op credit for work experience, learn your way at lakeland.edu. Got to talk about the NBA draft, of course. The Bucks select Marjan Bochamp out of the G League with the 24th pick. Also got to talk about Johnny Davis, Patrick Baldwin Jr. as well. Want to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. They start a series against the Blue Jays tonight. I'm going to go to that game. I'm excited to watch Alec Manoa against Adrian Hauser tonight. That should be a fun one to watch as well. Chase Hughes from NBC Sports Washington. He'll join the show coming up at 5 o'clock. Frank Madden from Locked on Bucks. He'll come up at 5.30 and also make sure to keep it tuned all afternoon to the Fan Afternoon Show for your chance at some Summerfest tickets. But real quick, while you're still here, Adam, I need you to repeat that factoid that you gave Sparky on Midday Madness because that was absolutely incredible, and we need to get you a viral tweet on that because I've never heard that. If Sparky's never heard that, then a majority of Packers fans have never heard it. Give us the factoid again about the Packers-Bears last trade. Okay, so... Sparky brought up this uh, idea that Gerard in Delaware, one of our regular callers on the big show, posed to him about Robert Quinn wanting out of Chicago. And then he brought up the betting odds from Fox Bet on landing spots for Robert Quinn. The Cowboys were in the lead at plus 300 or something like that. And then the Packers were second on that list, which is Mm -hmm. very bizarre to see. You know, interdivisional trade, whatever. Especially Packers-Bears, too. Exactly. So... While Sparky was talking about that, I was curious. I wanted to get some context for it. And I found this article on Heavy.com that was written and said the last time that the Packers and Bears had made any kind of a trade was 1998. The Bears sent the Packers a seventh-round pick for the 1999 NFL draft because they they made the trade in August of 98. In return, the Packers sent a returner, and I don't have the article in front of me now. I don't remember what it was. Let me see if I can find it again. I got it. Here, let's see. They sent uh, Glenn Milburn. Glenn Milburn, right. And then Sparky had another little factoid, as he is wont to do, something I had no idea, but he knows. (laughs) But what I had found out was that that seventh-round pick that the Packers were given in that trade was then used to take Alcorn State alum Donald Driver. 
That is fantastic. You need to tweet that out. And then we, we need to tweet hmm. that. That tweet needs to go viral. I, I will give credit to the article writer who did the research first. That was not me. That was the writer of the Either article. Either way, you, you, just, just put it out there. I will reap the retweet benefits, Yeah, though. go for it. That, that's awesome. That's a great factoid. And you got to think that in a couple years, the, the fact that's going to be going around is that the Vikings gave the 12th pick to the Lions for Jamison Williams and the 34th pick for Christian Watson to the Packers. So those sort of things don't usually happen. But I thought that fact was awesome. Wanted to lead the show with that today. But do want to start after that talking about this NBA draft last night. What were your thoughts on the NBA draft? Because I thought overall it was an interesting one. I'm Again, I'm not necessarily a diehard like Sparky can be with the NBA draft. But I thought last night was interesting following what was going on, the different trades that were happening. And, you know, even today, I don't even know where some of these guys ended up going. And I do want to talk about that as well. The NBA draft, some of their rules and the reasons that they do things, I think, are kind of stupid. Like, you got a guy putting on a hat for Memphis and Walker Kessler, but in reality, he's going to Minnesota. And then he did a whole interview for a minute or two, and he was talking about... Memphis the whole time when in reality he's going to Minnesota. Those kind of things I think are stupid and all all that craziness that goes on with the NBA draft. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about where even Kendrick Perkins last night on the coverage got fooled. He's like, yeah, Memphis did a good job with this one and is actually going somewhere else. So that kind of stuff with the NBA draft drives me insane. I wish they'd do a better job like the NFL draft where I don't need someone putting on the hat of a team they're never actually going to play for. You know, it's different if they get traded after the draft, but if they're getting traded during the draft or whatever the case may be, just have them put on the correct hat, please. I I really don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense to me. But the Bucks end up taking Marjan Bochamp out of the G League Ignite, a 6'6", 200-pound guard who has a 7-foot wingspan, 21-year-old. His player comp, according to, I believe, Bleacher Report, is Matt Barnes. He's more so known for his athleticism and his defense. His shooting is a work in progress, so we'll see exactly what the Bucks can get out of him. But want to hear your guys' reaction to the NBA draft last night, whether it's the Bucks pick, whether it's Patrick Baldwin Jr., Justin Lewis, Johnny Davis, or even just the draft overall. Want to hear what you guys have to say at 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. We'll start with Marjan Bochamp. Awesome story. Last night, ESPN was kind of doing a good job chronicling exactly what he had gone through, and here's some of what they had to say on the coverage with Bochamp and his journey to the NBA. Pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Milwaukee Bucks select Marjan Bochamp from the NBA G League's Team Ignite. Hear that roar, a celebration. What a journey for this young man. From the G League at the age of 21, played 12 games for Yakima Valley College before joining the G League. Average over 30 points and 10 rebounds and 5 assists. On his journey, Bochamp grew up in the heart of central Washington, just 60 miles southeast of Mount Rainier. So chasing the summit has been something that has just come natural. Tried various routes to get to tonight. How about attending three different Seattle area high schools before traveling to the southwest for a fourth and final high school stop in Glendale, Arizona at Dream City Christian 
2020, Bochamp committed himself to a rigorous training schedule instead of college. 2021, the trail led him back to Washington and Yakima Valley College, where he appeared in 12 games for the Yaks. He signed on to the G League Ignite for the 2021 season, was a breakout star, averaging a shade over 15 points a game. And now it continues as he goes to Milwaukee. And look at the tears, the emotion. God never gave up on me. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, everything I had to go through, all the adversity and no one believing in me, you know, it, this is special. Kevin just talked about how unorthodox your journey has been. Yeah. One of the things that I find most curious about you is the year you took away to kind of commit to just training, not right. with a team. What have you learned about yourself? You know, I learned that, uh, you know, I'm a warrior, you know, you know, you can just throw me out there and I'm, I'm going to figure it out. And I, I know I, I found God, you know, and God led me through my hardest times of my life. And, you know, I, I thank him every day now. And uh, I thank my grandma. Uh, and this for my grandpa, you know. Uh, I'm li I'm living for his legacy, you know. And I just want to, I just want to be great. And that's an awesome story to hear from the Bucks draft pick there, Marjan Brochamp, out of the G League, and all the craziness that he's had to go through to get to the NBA. And you hope that that kind of drive that's had him go through stop after stop after stop trying to get to his ultimate goal of being in the NBA. You hope that that's something that can continue to motivate him and dr drive him to be an incredible basketball player. Because, you know, if you look at just the intangibles that he has in terms of his size, his frame, a 6'6 guy who's got a strong lower half, he's not going to get moved around, and then he's got a 7-foot wingspan, He's going to be able to be a great defender right away, and that's kind of his calling card. He's going to be able to step in right away and guard multiple positions. And I like a guy that can play on the wing that has that longer wingspan so that he can affect those shots without necessarily having to be right in a guy's grill. And I think that he's going to end up being someone that can contribute right away for this Bucks team, and I think that a lot of Bucks fans in general were looking at this draft and saying, can you get someone who can help out right away? And I think he will be able to, because I think he'll be able to come in in defensive situations and be able to make a difference. You know, when someone on the wing has to go to the bench, like, uh, you know, if Wes Matthews comes back or, you know, if you have Chris Middleton go into the bench, one of those guys takes a seat, he's going to be able to come in and you're not going to fall off defensively. And if you want to have an extra lanky athletic wing out there on defense, if you're in that sort of situation, you want to throw out a tough defensive lineup, then you're going to be able to do that with him. Maybe you can throw him at the two, have him out there with the starting unit of Drew, Chris, Giannis, and Brooke. And if that's your lineup, that's going to be a really tough defensive lineup to go up against. And... I think he'll be able to contribute right away with that. And then he is athletic as well, someone that's going to get up and down the floor. I think he'll fit right in with the Bucks in transition. The real question mark for him is, can he help you in the half court? Can he score from the outside? Can he improve that jump shot? You know, just reading different things about him, it sounds like he's going to be a work in progress with that jump shot. Reading some of the things from Sam Vesany on his draft preview, looking at some different guys. Here's his weaknesses, according to Sam Vesany of The Athletic. 
He says his catch-and-shoot jumper is rough right now, very loud mechanics, so he's going to have to work on that. He says very inconsistent arc on the shot. Sometimes it's too flat. Other times he's trying to get too much air under it. His misses are totally inconsistent, and he can't make them off any movement. It looks like it isn't natural for him. So he's going to be someone that's going to require work as a shooter, and it sounds like the mechanics and everything are going to have to be worked on. So he's definitely going to be a project on the offensive end. I don't know how much of a fan I am of that when there were some guys that are more proven scorers available. You look at a guy like a Ty Ty Washington, Wendell Moore, Sparky Liked, or EJ Liddell. They're maybe not going to give you the defense that Bochamp can give you coming in right away, but I would have liked maybe a little bit more scoring. But I think that you see... John Horst and Mike Budenholz are probably working hand-in-hand saying this is going to be a defensive basketball team. And you saw even in the playoffs this year when Chris Middleton went down, and even before that, they were relying on their defense to win these basketball games. They weren't trying to put up huge amounts of points. They were just trying to limit what the other team did and in turn hoping that Giannis could kind of carry the way, especially in that Celtics series. And so they're going to try and bolster that defense even more with their draft pick. Some other things that are some of his weaknesses, and we'll dive into some of his strengths just a little bit later, but some of the things that Sam Vesney of The Athletics said that he needs to improve on said that his ball handling is not very great in terms of it's a little bit loose, the handle gets a little bit far away, so he said you can get ripped a little bit on on the handle. So he's someone that, again, in pretty much every single offensive aspect is going to need work because even later on he goes on and said he's a poor passer across all phases at this stage and he doesn't make good reads off a live dribble he kind of stares down his target and in the set plays in the half court so look on offense he's probably not going to give you a whole lot right away he's probably going to be a defensive specialist when he starts this upcoming season that's going to be what he's going to be but I think the encouraging part is the Bucks could have drafted someone that was more of a project overall that maybe never had saw the floor. You know, we talk about Patrick Baldwin Jr. And the, I know the big show talked about this earlier today. Would you rather have drafted PBJ over Beauchamp? And some people would say yes to that because, you know, you see what Patrick Baldwin Jr. can turn into. But how much is he going to give you right away? I don't know that he's going to help you defensively right away. Maybe he could give you a little bit of shooting, but is he going to be ready and caught up to the NBA speed right away? He goes to a perfect situation, in my opinion, in Golden State, and we'll dive into that a little bit later. But with Bochamp, what you get is someone that he'll give you something right away. I don't know that he's going to give you anything offensively, but he'll give you the ability to play him on the defensive end immediately as an NBA player. And so at least you got something that can that can play, because I think, again, that was part of the concern with the Bucks picking so late in the first round is, will they get someone who can contribute for this basketball team? And I was kind of hesitant. That's why I didn't think that you know a trade was off the table. I thought that they might make a move for a veteran that could come in and help out. But now what they do is they bring in a defensive stopper. A lot of you wanted a guy like P.J. Tucker back last year. I don't know that he'll fill that same role as P.J. Tucker because he can't probably guard the big man like P.J. can, but he'll give you another wing guy if Chris Middleton or someone on that wing needs a break, and you're going to have someone that can come in and affect shots right away. And you look at the guys that you know you just went up against in this series, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and Bochamp 
theoretically matches up well with both of those guys. You know, maybe he's going to struggle a little bit with a guy that can get past him is one of the things that I've heard is maybe he can be susceptible to a guy beating him off the bounce to the rim. But even so, I think his recovery ability with his leaping ability, his athleticism and his long arms is going to allow him to recover in those sort of situations. And I think in the case of a guy like Jason Tatum, he's going to be able to affect that jump shot without having to be too close and in risk of fouling. So I, I think that you're going to see Beauchamp play some minutes right away for the Bucks, And you know what? In, in turn, if if you could have told me that the Bucks were going to walk away with someone that was going to be able to help them year one out of this draft at pick 24, I think a majority of people would be happy with that. And that's kind of where the Bucks are at with this pick. Again, what are your thoughts on the NBA draft, whether it's Johnny Davis, Marjan Beauchamp, Patrick Baldwin Jr., the guys that went at the top, the guys that didn't go at all, Justin Lewis, whatever the case may be. NBA draft, that's what we're talking to start the show today. What are your thoughts on it? What's your reaction to the NBA draft? 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Toby Altizer. That's Sam Schmitz on the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM. The Fan. The NBA G League Ignite, you know, they, they, they definitely, like, I feel like I found myself, you know, like I found new ways in my game, uh, as not, not just on the court, but just like on, on the, off the court and, you know, building good habits and really just like, like, like I said, like finding, finding a defensive motor uh, and learning the defensive terminology. And really, like I would, I would give that advice to any kid that wants to go to be a, be a pro, you know, and I feel like I'm a I'm step ahead of, you know, people coming in. They heard from Bucks rookie draft pick Marjan Bochamp after last night's NBA draft. He gets selected 24th overall, talking about his experience in the G League. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Sam Schmitz here on the Fan Afternoon Show. I want to remind you, too, that make sure you listen to the Bart Winkler Show in the mornings and then afternoon show here on WSSP, 1250 AM, the Fan. Weekdays for your chance to win four Summerfest tickets, June 23rd to the 25th. June 30th through July 2nd and July 7th through the 9th over at the Summerfest grounds. Go to Summerfest.com for more details. Winners must be 18 plus and reside in Wisconsin or Illinois. Maybe you're going to head out there tonight. Give us a call. Maybe you can get a chance to win some free tickets to whenever you'd like to go to Summerfest. 414-799-1250 or tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan, what's your reaction to the NBA draft last night? You want to talk about Marjan Bochamp? Obviously, that's welcome. You want to talk about Johnny Davis or Patrick Baldwin Jr., you can talk about those guys as well. Again, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan, let's get out to Mike in West Dallas. Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, Toby? Not too bad. How you doing, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. So, yeah, I I just wanted to say I I like to pick, um, you know, when you're drafting at 24, anybody you're getting in that position is going to have some deficiencies. Uh, in their game that they're going to have to work on. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they would have been picked a lot sooner. But, you know, I, I think he's got a lot of upside. You know, he's athletic wing. That was one of their biggest needs uh, this offseason. We saw it in that Celtics series. Without Middleton, they couldn't defend Brown. They could not defend Tatum. You know, I think that uh, Bochan would match up well. I mean, not well. You know what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to match up well with Tatum, but he would do a better job than what they had previously. I think his upside is like a Herb Jones Jr., uh, Mikel Bridges type, you know, athletic wing, limited offensive game, but I, if he develops his shot, I think he could be one of those guys. And when you look at Herb Jones Jr., 
you know, kind of the knock on him coming out of college, he only averaged seven points a game his senior year. You know, he was non-existent offensive player, and he made a huge impact uh, last year for the Pelicans uh, team last year. Did you catch any of that series last year when they were playing the Suns? Uh, not uh, loads and loads of it, no. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, he makes a big, uh, big difference on the defensive side of the ball, steals, blocks, deflections, hustle plays. I think that Bochan could do the same thing. Uh, and another thing, I, I like his story. You know, I like that, you know, he, he came from homelessness. Um, you know, he bounced around to three different high schools. He went to a community college. So uh, he appreciates this moment. Uh, he's got a good work ethic. Um, and I think he can develop a jump shot. And if he does, I mean, you have your prototypical three and D wing that everybody in the NBA is coveting right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I think that this guy can develop into something, and you know, he's going to give you something right away, and that's encouraging if you're a Bucks fan that at least they got someone that can contribute. And to your point about him being able to match up with Tatum, I think you're right. And the other part too is, you know, you can throw someone out on the floor that is going to be the defensive stopper and it's going to be on Jason Tatum and can expend all of his energy on that end of the floor. You know, at times. You know, that's what would happen last year with, you know, P.J. Tucker is you knew that he was going to spend all his energy on the defensive side of the floor as opposed to the offensive side. So it kind of allowed the other guys to kind of stay in their roles and focus more so on creating on the offensive end. Absolutely. But the only thing is this this is predicated on, on him developing a, mm-hmm. a competent three-point shot. Like he's- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink think your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's got to be at least like 34, 35% because you cannot have a wing out there that just can't shoot. Well, and that's 100% correct. Like, you need him to figure out something offensively. At least he can help you right away, but this is kind of going to be something that down the road, if he doesn't develop it, we'll look back and say, gosh, I wish they probably right. got somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. The pick's going to be a total bust if he does not develop a three point jump shot. But if he does, it's a great pick. So it, it really kind of hinges on his jump shot developing. So. Mike, appreciate the phone call, man. Yep. 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. I don't know if Mike saw this clip that was on Twitter from Harrison Wind. I believe he covers the Nuggets. Here's Marjan Bochamp talking about the kind of role he'd like to play. Kind of like a role like a Herbert Jones. I've I seen his role with the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. And- he shot 40% over three and defended the best players, you know, so just 
just learning off that, and I, I watch a lot of like Michael Bridges and stuff. So, so like players like that, like with that impact, because I know that's going to get me on the court. Next so he's going to be someone that's going to look to try and make his impact on the defensive end. That's what I'm hearing and that sort of thing, and that's good. Because I think for someone coming into the league, so often you want to be the guy that's going to score all the points, that's going to have all the incredible shots from the outside or have the ball in your hands to create. And he understands coming in to any team, that's in the pre-draft process, that was when he was with a workout with the Nuggets. So that's way before he knew where he was going or whatever the case may be. He could have been going earlier, and he still wanted to see him make an impact on the defensive side of the floor. Some of the strengths that Sam Vesney, I read you some of his weaknesses, some of the strengths that he said he had in his pre-draft preview of the prospects coming out in this draft, great frame, great work ethic, 6'6", with a 7-foot wingspan, terrific motor, garbage man, a a decent finisher, a big-time leaper, and this is the one I like because I think this is why he should be able to fit with this Bucks team right away. Plays within himself. If you get a guy like this that realizes he's got a lot of defensive ability but also wants to be the star on the offensive side when in reality he's not nearly talented enough or hasn't evolved his game enough to be that guy on the offensive end, you're going to have problems. You're going to have problems when he gets out on the floor and he's chucking shots that he doesn't need to, especially when guys like Giannis or Chris or Drew are on the floor with him. They're going to want the basketball, and rightfully so, and if he's the one that's shooting the shot when he shouldn't be, then there's going to be a problem. But this note right here plays within himself. I think he's exactly what you want to see. He's not going to play selfish basketball on the floor, and that's why he should be able to probably come in and help out right away with this Bucks team. He's going to give you defense, and he's going to understand that on the offensive end, he's not the star. He's going to defer to the guys that are the number one and two, and that's not always the case with a draft pick coming out of college or coming out of the G League where they're trying to be the guy and establish themselves right away. He understands that he's not the guy. He's coming into a team that won a finals not that long ago, and so he's going to defer and he's going to play into his role, and I think he's going to work out well for this team and hopefully be able to evolve and become someone that this Bucks team can build around going forward. 414-799-1250. Let's get out to our Hooper expert, Ram on the north side. Ram, what's going on, man? I'm not the expert. I'm just giving my opinion. Hey man, you're the hooper. I'm just I'm just talking to one right here. I don't I don't know what I'm talking about. Check, you're the hooper, man. Give us give us the insight on Boat Champ. Give us the insight on your boy PBJ with the Warriors. What you got for us? Well, PBJ, yeah, remember he's a top ten recruit, McDonald's All American mm-hmm. five star player, and he got hurt in his senior year. He so he didn't play his senior, year, so he kind of fell off, and then he got re injured. But that doesn't mean that you're still not a five-star player, you know. But I think the Warriors got the steal of the draft. Oh, I th- I think you could see him, you know, not being much with this Warriors team for the first couple seasons, and then oh, no, him no, just no, 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 no. You no, think right no. away he's going to make an impact? He's going to make an impact because it depends on who they bring back because he can shoot. I mean, you seen his numbers? Yeah, I I just I wonder if like, they're not going to they're not going to need him right away. Oh no 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 no. But what I'm saying is he'll be a plug and play like how Moody and all the other guys is. They're gonna they're gonna dip him in the sauce and see what he can do. But yeah, sure. they worked him out. Uh, but the Warriors want shooters. They want three double scores. That's what they got. They're not worried about defense. 
You know who he reminds me of? And, you know, I haven't, you know, I've heard people when he was coming out or coming out of high school, the player comp, some people said was Clay. I like him as a Michael Porter Jr., maybe not as good getting to the rim, but Michael Porter Jr. type, and you put that on a Warriors system, man, that's going to be scary if he can develop. I think he's a mix between Clay and KD because he can put it on the floor. He got a cross. He can take you to the rack. He didn't finish. How long, think, how long think, do you think it takes before we see the Patrick Baldwin Jr. that was the guy that was highly touted, the one that everyone was so excited to go to Milwaukee, the guy that you know, was supposed to be a lottery pick? Um, two seasons. Yeah. Two seasons. I mean, like you said, the Warriors got an excellent player development system. Mm-hmm. Whatever's wrong with his health, they're going to correct that because you got to look at look, 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 look at Bob Myers. Look at what Bob Myers did. You know, Curry had surgery on both ankles. He's still there. Clay had surgery, an ACL on one leg, and he had an Achilles. He's still there. Looney had surgery on both hips. He was growing too fast and playing. He's still there. The result is four NBA titles. So it's something that they got in their system, in their health system with doctors, and they're not giving up on their players. Then when you look at they got six core players that they drafted that's on that team. It's hard to beat that. Well, they've done such a phenomenal job with that team. Yeah, yeah, so when you keep those guys together, it's hard to beat that. With well, and you got to think that when Steph is done, you know, coming up in however long he wants to play, Draymond, Clay, all those guys that are, you know, the ones that kind of were that first wave. Now you're going to have Kaminga, you got yep. Poole, you got Moody, you got Baldwin, Wiseman. you got Wiseman. I mean, come on, that, that's those just guys not can fair. Play, but you remember, everybody you just mentioned were top ten players. At some point, in the, that means something. Like when you top ten, the reason you get that is they go to NBA Select, and they start doing NBA Select your sophomore year in high school. Yeah. So they 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 already they know about you. People know they know about you. Now the Bucks pick, um, he a project player. He can't he can't shoot. He's more of an energy guy. He can probably play some. Defense. But I I don't mind that because I think if they're don't healthy, we, don't we have enough of that already. If they're healthy, though. Who's the energy guy? You know, Bobby Portis is an energy he's guy, but he's not going to he he's not defense. he's not the garbage man. You know, he's an energy guy, but he can actually play. He's just going to have a lot of energy. You know, Bobby. I'm thinking I'm thinking Bochamp, he's not this guy, but he's a Dennis Rodman type where he's not going to mm, grab all the boards. No, no, no. Hold on. But he's going to be someone that he's going to make an impact that isn't necessarily always seen. He's going to be running around. He's going to make give the team the energy. He's going to be the garbage man. I don't think they have a garbage man right now. Well, it's hard to have a garbage man when you don't want nobody to play around the rim. Yeah. You know, that's number one. So you got to have somebody that's willing to want to get down there. And most of these players today want to play on a perimeter. Bobby wants to shoot. Sure. He wants to shoot jumpers. He doesn't want to be down there in the paint. And, and a lot of these guys, now if he's one of the guys that don't mind having contact, um, he that might work. That might work for him. You know, you don't have to worry about having the three, because you know, truthfully, uh, Toby, it it takes it's a it's an art form working on your jump shot mid range. Oh, one hundred percent. You just turn the switch on, like playing NBA. Ram, we got to get to some other callers. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for taking my call, Toby. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you want to hop in on the fan afternoon show, talk about the NBA draft, talk about the Bucks draft, Marjon Bochamp. You want to talk about PBJ going to the Warriors, Johnny Davis going to the Wizards. Whatever you want to talk about with the NBA draft, give us a call four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty, or you can tweet us at twelve fifty a.m. The fan. Let's get out to Skyler on the North Side. Sky, what's going on, man? Yo, Kobe, man, don't do that no more. I, I, the only reason why I called, I thought that was funny, man. You and Ram. 
Y'all just named the number one pick of the draft, man. Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant. <laughs> that's the number one. I don't care how injured you is. That's the number well, one. Well, hold on, hold on. I did not say. I said player comps for him coming out of high school were Clay Thompson. I see Michael Porter Jr. and I think it's a okay, similar okay. sort of thing. Okay, you did say that. You did say that. I see more. Like I said, okay, I agree with you. I see more of a, a Michael Porter Jr. But uh, I mean, Patrick Barton Jr. You know, he got a good skill set. But nah, man. You know what his biggest issue is? He has no quickness and explosiveness. So I mean. You know, that's really what I, I did like him, but I was like, you know what? He ain't got no quickness and he ain't got no explosiveness. Yeah, he got a good skill set, but you need quickness and you need explosiveness in the NBA to even get – because I don't see him breaking down nobody, getting by nobody. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to get by nobody. He ain't getting, no, getting by nobody in the NBA. And, and if you can't get by nobody in the NBA, I don't care how good your skill set is, you're just going to be a, a, a role player. And that's what Patrick Baldwin Jr. – don't believe the hype. He ain't mm-hmm. going to be nothing more than a role player, man. I mean, don't get me wrong with the Warriors – because uh, you got Stephen Curry who's going to uh, create open shots for him. That's good for him, but, you know, for people to be thinking that he going to be – y'all make – I mean, not y'all, excuse me. Real making it seem like he's going to be a superstar. Man, well, that, you know, man. the thing is, for where he's picked and everything, he doesn't have to be the superstar that maybe he was projected to be after his junior year of high school. You know, he, he comes in as the 28th pick. He's going to be playing with guys. And, you know, even if he's playing without – Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and those guys, and it's the the second wave of the Warriors where you got Poole, you got Moody, you got Kaminga, Wiseman. All those guys were drafted higher than him outside of Jordan Poole, and he's kind of already shown what he can be. So he doesn't even have to be if if all he is is a role player, he could still be a spectacular player for the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for the Warriors, but I mean, Poole Poole a different player because Poole actually got some explosiveness and mm-hmm. quick. He quick and you know he got some, you know Poole's a, I know people just think he's a shooter, but Poole, Curry and Curry and them they just not no shooters. They he, they quick to the basket. Oh, they're scorers. Yeah, they they got scorers. more than just shooting from the outside. A shooter yeah. is like Kyle Korver or even right. Ray Allen to an extent. Those guys are scorers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I just I just don't want man pump the brakes on P PBJ because I know a lot <laughs> of people. Like I said, he got a good skill set, but man, I don't I don't think he's gonna be no more than just a a good role player. I could be wrong, but I don't. I mean, he's gonna be nothing more than what Kevin Looney probably be a little better. He he got a better a little better. But you know what? Kevin Looney was like that in high school. I watched him. He played with my brothers and stuff. Mm-hmm. He went to high school. Man, he was like that. So. And, and what's Kevin Looney's biggest problem? No quickness and speed. He has no quickness and explosiveness. Sure. Oh. Real quick, Sky, what, what do you think of the Bucks pick? Oh, man, um, I I like it. I like it because I think the guy is going to be hungry. Uh, like you said, you know, he, he his outside shot, you know. But like you said, he can help him out. And I can see him defending, um, like if we had him defend, I, really, I can see him defending um, Jalen Brown and um, – Jason Taylor right now better than um, Grayson Allen would, but I, so I, I like the pick. I, I think the pick gonna help us out. I, it was a good pick. I mean, it is what it is. We gotta wait and see because we was the twenty fourth, so you know we can't be asked for too much. So I like the pick, man. I think it's gonna help us out. All right, Sky, appreciate it, man. Yep. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you want to hop in on the conversation, I mean, people forget. You know, you talk about this Bucks team and say how are they how are they gonna help out with Marjon Bochamp. Do you forget who was starting for you during the playoffs? Wesley Matthews was starting for you. He could easily come in and give you Wesley Matthews. I don't know that he can give you the shooting of Wesley Matthews, but he can probably give you a little more defense at this point in his career, and he'll probably give you something in transition. He might not give you everything that Wesley Matthews gave you, but 
if he was starting, Marjan Bochamp should be able to give you something. So I, I think he can come in and help right away. 414-799-1250. Let's get out to Mike in St. Francis. Mike, what's going on, man? How you doing? Not too bad. How you doing, Mike? Got got to respond to our resident uh, Chris Middleton hater, who I won't <laughs> name. Um, Mr. Baldwin shot 26% from three last year against mid-majors. Uh, Bochamp at least was 1% higher against pros in the G League. But uh, worst athlete testing at the Combine. Lowest vertical, worst lane agility. He will struggle like the last caller said to guard people. And I like Baldwin, but you got to be – that's a league of athletes. Yeah. The comp I saw on him in a athletic draft guide was at best a possible Steve Novak where he could come off and fill a shooting role off the bench and hang around the league for eight, ten, eight to ten years. Yeah, I'm interested to see if he can develop some of that, if he's able to get that ankle fully healthy because – you know, I don't know how much that stuff is bothering him. It obviously was part of the reason that he didn't play a whole lot of senior year. It's the reason that he didn't play a whole lot at UWM. So is that something that if you give him some extra time to heal that up and he's hopefully 100%, he can add some of that explosiveness? Because you're right. I mean, if if you can't blow by people at the NBA level, let's be honest, then no one's going to have to respect your shooting ability all that much because they'll just be right up on you, right? They're going to be able to kind of shut you down as a shooter. You'll just have to be that role player sitting in the corner like a Steve Novak and you know knock down the occasional three when you're open out there and you get the ball kicked to you. I'm interested to see, though, I think that with a Warrior system, I think that maybe you could see his talents maximized. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we could put Sparky in the corner for the Warriors, and he might hit a few. <laughs> I think that might be getting a little optimistic for Sparky. I think Sam and I could knock down a few. Or Bart. Bart talks a good game. I don't know that Bart could knock down any. I don't even know if he could get it there from the three-point line, to be honest. <laughs> but I, li- I like Bochamp. I like the story. Um, gives us something we don't have. And uh, I was watching some film on him. His shot doesn't look as bad as some people made it out to be it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a work in progress if he can develop it to, you know, it doesn't need to be an elite, but it's just got to be something so that guys at least respect it, right? Just so that guys can't just be camping in the middle of the paint like a Ben Simmons when you have to guard him. You just, you don't even have to think about it. You need to at least have some sort of jump shot. Can't teach, can't teach the motor and the athletics, athleticism. Absolutely, and that's what I like about him. He's going to come in right away and give you a lot of energy and be able to help you defensively. And that's why I think that, you know, whether you would have liked someone else or not, you got to be pretty happy. At least you're going to get that out of him. Yeah, I'm happy. I think it was a good pick at 24. All right, Mike. Appreciate it, man. I right, take care. 414-799-1250 if you want to hop in on the conversation talking about the NBA draft. Haven't really got to talk a whole lot about Johnny Davis yet. We'll talk about him with Chase Hughes coming up at 5 o'clock from NBC Sports Washington. Want to get his thoughts on how he'll fit in with the Wizards. And also want to continue talking about this Bucks draft. And they also took someone in the second round. The dead last pick in the draft, which is the third year in a row the Bucks have done that. I guess that's going to be a trend that they're going to keep doing. Who knows? It's the Fan Afternoon Show. I'm Toby Altizer. That's Sam Schmitz. More coming up in just a few. It's the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM. The Fan. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Sam Schmitz. We're live from the Lakeland University Studios, which is offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Talking about the NBA draft. What were your thoughts on it, whether it's Johnny Davis going to the Wizards, 
Marjan Beauchamp, Hugo Basson getting drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. PBJ going to the Warriors. Justin Lewis not getting drafted. Whatever you want to talk about. What's your reaction to the NBA draft last night? 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan do want to hear from some of the guys with the Bucks about their thoughts, whether it's John Horst. Uh, I thought this quote from Milt Newton, assistant general manager for the Bucks, after the draft pick was interesting, talking about him saying, versatile, he can defend multiple positions, he's really athletic, a great defender, he'll fit right in with our schemes and a big-time competitor, a player that we really wanted. We didn't think he was going to be there at 24, and we were desperately trying to move up to make sure that we could get an arrangement where we could get him, but he was there, and we're happy with that selection. So he's someone that was obviously very high on their draft board relatively to where they thought they could get him, they thought he'd be gone, and he was there for him, and they went and snatched him up and got him, so... He's someone that John Horst and his crew had established as someone they wanted. Here's what John Horst said about what stands out to him when he looks at Marjan Bochamp as a player. To me, it feels like the IQ of the player. I, I think he really understands how to play, um, and he believes in himself as a shooter. He's he's uh, He uses the ball. He uses the ball in pick and rolls. He uses the ball in the mid-range. He's, he's a willing three-point shooter. Uh, he's got great size. He's got great form. I just think it's something that will grow through reps and through opportunities. Uh, playing in the G League's hard. You know, he's a young player that played in the G League. It's it's the college basketball is hard too, but G League's a whole different level. And so he played against you know NBA level or pro level players at, at many different times. And and I thought throughout the year he got better as the season went on, finding his spots, finding his rhythm, finding his confidence. So I think it's it's the basis of the skill set that he has, but also the IQ. I think he really knows how to play. So yes, I hope he become a great shooter, but offensive. I think he's already pretty gifted in just his feel and his understanding of the game. It sounds like from what you heard with the quote I read from Milt Newton, the assistant GM, and then the actual GM, John Horst, that they're pretty excited about this guy. They were pretty happy to get him. He was high on their board relative to where they thought they could get him in the draft, and they went out and got him. So it sounds like they're pretty thrilled with this selection. What do you think? 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 AM. Let's get out to Dennis and Tosa. Dennis, what's going on, man? Hey, how y'all doing today, bro? Not too bad. What's going on, Dennis? Hey, I, I like that pick, man. We need, we need an athletic wing. You know, we don't really have a really athletic wing. You know, you got Middleton, but he's not really athletic. You need an athletic wing, you know, somebody who can guard um, Tatum or Brown. In the playoff series like that, you know, you know, he might can't shoot as good as you want him to be able to shoot, but uh, he get out the league. He gonna hustle a lot, and you know, he hungry because I mean, his story tell tell everything. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of that kind of player gonna come in and give you, you know, he run through a brick wall for for his team. So you want that kind of person on your team? I think he gonna really help him out a lot. And um, for Justin Lewis, he should have stayed in school one more year. I mean, I mean, he got the wrong information from the NBA scouts. I mean, just like DJ Carden did a year before. You know, you don't go get drafted. Now you're going to be in the G League or, you know, maybe playing overseas. So I think he should have stayed. And for Pat Bowen, I watched Pat Bowen play in high school. And um, he had a heck of a score, but he's not a good athlete. So he got to be in the right system for him to succeed, you know, um, you know, down the line. But uh, I like Bochamp, man. He's going to help him out a lot. I think he at least get 10 or 15 minutes a game, I think. Yeah, I think he'll give them solid production right away. appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah, I think he's right. I think you're going to get some solid production from him right away. You can give him 10, 15 minutes off the bench playing defense. And, 
Yeah, it stinks that Justin Lewis didn't end up getting drafted. I was listening to Sparky driving in and talking with Don Wachillis from the Journeyhouse College Sports Show, and he asked him if maybe Marquette getting annihilated in the NCAA tournament was part of the reason, and maybe that is something that happened there because you would have thought that Justin Lewis would at least be a second-rounder, and that was not the case. Now he's going to go play with Chicago, at least signed for the time being down there, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. And then, yeah, with PBJ, it's going to be interesting to see exactly what he's able to do. I think he went to the perfect spot with the Warriors where even if he doesn't have the athleticism that's necessarily going to be what you'd like at the NBA level, he's going to have the shooting, you would think, and that fits in in a system with the Warriors, which is going to rely more so on player movement than isolation ball and expecting guys to win against their one-on-one matchup. So I think he could be a good player, and his skills are going to get utilized best out at Golden State. Sam, I did want to get your thoughts as someone that – is a UWM alum. How's it feel to watch Patrick Baldwin go out to Golden State? It's uh really cool because obviously I don't in my lifetime it's never happened. Um, but at the same time, like I'm not, you know, he's got a, he's got a long ways to go. He's got to stay healthy. So I'm glad if there's a team that he did go to, that'd be one that's known to develop guys at a very you know well rate and all that. So it's a good fit for him. Couldn't be, you know couldn't be happier. But you know now we're kind of over it. Now I'm kind of just curious to see what's going on with the Bucks. So. We'll see what happens with Pat Baldwin Jr. down the road, but until then, kind of more interested in uh, Marjon Bochamp. You're going to get uh, Bart to get you a jersey? Well, I mean, uh, Warriors were already likable enough already. I mean, they already had Jordan Poole and Kevon Looney, so yeah. I, I don't really have like a second favorite team, but why not root for the Warriors? Yeah, uh, they're, well, and they're fun to watch. Like, how can you hate the Warriors? Like, what, you don't like Draymond? I love Draymond. I don't like Draymond, but... All right. Why, though? I don't like all the off-the-court antics and everything. I don't like some of that off stuff. Off-the-court antics? Like what? That he does podcasts? Eh, just some of the stuff. You I just don't, don't like the way he acts? Yeah, I don't like him. Okay. I don't have to I don't have to like Draymond. I don't feel like But if he a... was on your team, you would love him? I mean, probably, yeah. So, that's just, that's my point about... I I just find it weird how people hate Draymond so much. I don't hate so him as much. much as some people do, where it's like, oh my gosh, I could never cheer. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, but, you know, a I lot of... I love watching Steph. I just, I just want to get the answer, because a lot of people say, like, oh, I hate Draymond, but then... When they really say like why they hate Draymond, it's like okay, so it's kind of like a lot of these guys in the NBA, like Pat Beverly too. Like if he was on your team, oh, I don't like Pat. Beverly. You would love Pat Beverly though if he was on your team. No, I mean I respect that kind of play. I respect guys that have kind of embraced that kind of a role where they understand that they're not going to be the number one guy and they kind of have to bring it somehow every night, and it's not necessarily always going to be basketball related. Yeah, I, I respect that. But yeah, good fit for Pat Baldwin Jr. Hopefully he develops and can stay healthy. 414-799-1250. What are your thoughts on the NBA draft? Let's get out to Zach, who's down in the third ward. Zach, what's going on, man? What's going on, Toby? How you doing, Zach? Good. Uh, I mean, first I want to touch on the Bucks. I think they really filled a need. I mean, uh, the last caller kind of touched on it, but they do not have much athleticism. It feels like in the offseason we're always searching for veterans. I mean, Think of Rodney Hood, George Hill. These mm-hmm. are the guys that we're coming, bringing in to round out the team. And now that we can really put some draft capital to our team, I think this is going to be a good fit. Hopefully he turns out well and he doesn't turn into something like uh, Jordan Orr where we uh, don't really see him for the whole first year. So, Yeah, you'd like to see him come in right away and at least give you some defense. And I think he can do that. And, uh, he brings you the athleticism, like you were saying. I mean, 
if you look at some of the guys that you mentioned that the Bucks have brought in, they're not most athletic, and then now you bring in Bochamp, who's just an athletic freak. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it, I think it's a really great fit, and we all know what Bud wants first, and that's defense. We, he knows what he's getting from his top three guys offensively. Maybe we'll keep Bobby, and uh, we'll see see if he, that scoring stays around. But I think it's going to be a great fit. And then the other subject I wanted to touch on, I think the Kings are reaching it for. I, I don't know. I want to hear your thoughts on the, uh, the fourth pick. I think Jaden Ivey was the oh, best available pick, and I just absolutely. have no idea. I, I, don't, I don't mind any of the top three guys going over Ivey. You know, Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, who I, I don't think Chet Holmgren's going to be anything, but if you wanted to take the potential there, that's fine, and Bancaro. But outside of him, there was no chance I would take anyone but Jaden Ivey after that because I've seen Jaden Ivey and – Yes, there are times when he's not necessarily the player you'd like, and that's why he's not the top overall guy. But I don't know that there's a guy in this draft that when he gets it going can take over a game like Jaden Ivey. Yeah, I'm, Detroit's going to be scary in a couple of years. I mean, Yeah, that's going to be a fun better, team. It, it is. I mean, him and Cade, they're going to have a lot of talent on that team. It's going to be teams on there. Yeah, that was well done by them, and uh, I do think you're 100% right that Keegan Murray could be a solid NBA player, but I think they're going to end up going back and looking and saying they probably are going to be in the same position where the Wizards were, where they took Johnny Davis and they have Bradley Beal, and you're like, where do you play him? I'd rather do that than take Keegan Murray and say we have a spot for him than not take Jaden Ivey and you sit there and be like, oh, man, five years down the road looking back and saying, how do we pass on this guy? Yeah, and it's not like they're in a position where they're a contender or even exactly a contender. I, I think they just need to take the best available, and that mm-hmm. was not the pick they had. And I, the last thing I want to touch on is uh, Pat Baldwin Jr. As a UWM alum myself, I, it's huge. I, there, it's great to see. I mean, I think the Warriors got a steal. This guy was top four in the nation in this class coming out of high school. I mean, lo and behold, he went to UWM. Uh, for better or for worse, but I think the Warriors got a steal at 28. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see because we're talking about him being able to blow by guys and everything, but one of the main superstars in the NBA right now, Luka Doncic, doesn't exa- exactly blow by guys, so can he develop a <laughs> no. way to score without being able to get around guys? If he can, then maybe he can be an effective player for him. Yeah, I, I sure hope so. That would that would be really cool to see. I mean, already cool to see three Milwaukee kids on a mm-hmm. team out in California, so I, I'm happy for him out there. Appreciate it, Zach. Yeah, thanks, Zach. 414-799-1250. Let's get to one more phone call before the top of the hour. Let's bring in Dave and Cudahy. Dave, what's going on, man? Afternoon, gentlemen. What's going on, Dave? Super, super happy about this Marshawn Bochamp uh, uh, like draft pick. Uh, I think he's got a lot of uh, characteristics that I think is going to work well for this Bucks team, whether it be in a starting position or even just this like a uh, Pat Connaughton bench role. I, I think he's going to be great. Uh, I really, I had to jump in though about this Jaden Ivy deal mm-hmm. one more time because here's the thing: like, yes, he was the better prospect, but the problem is he came out on multiple occasions saying how much he did not want to play for the Kings. What what were they supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to just take a prospect and then have them pull, like, the Eli Manning on you. Yeah, that's valid as well. Yeah, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I don't ever want to stick up for the Kings. 
But, I, you know, I, I think they'd be crazy to have taken him and then tried to sweet-talk him, even though he adamantly said, no chance in hell. Yeah, that's the tough part, too, though. Like you said, there's, you know, there's multiple things to this. It probably wasn't just a, let's take Keegan Murray over Jaden Ivey, and if that were the case, then, yeah, you can probably criticize that pick. If it would truly was something where they thought that they were going to have to go through lots of drama if they took Jaden Ivey, then maybe that they made the right pick. But I still think that you take the chance with Ivey and see what happens. And if nothing else, you just trade him and get something for him. Or trade yeah, Deer and Fox. You do that, and yeah. then you be you become even more of the Sacramento Kings and making a Kings play. Uh, or <laughs> that's the last thing you want in that situation. Yeah, wasn't it Bart that said that there's no more irrelevant franchise in all of professional sports in America than the Sacramento Kings? 100%. <laughs> You're not like I, Keegan Murray is a solid basketball player, but he's just going to rot in Sacramento. They have Luke Walton as a head coach. That should say everything. <laughs> should bring Bill Walton back. That'd be some entertainment on the sideline. Bill Walton doing uh, the play-by-play commentary on the sidelines. That's what's up. <laughs> it's actually and, Mike Brown now. Yeah, it is Mike Brown now. That's right. Yeah. Well, guess what? That that's just even more irrelevant. <laughs> When's the last time Mike Brown did anything? Cleveland. Exactly. Have a good one. See you, Dave. 414-799-1250. Do want to get into some Brewers talk, but if you want to continue talking NBA Draft, that'll work as well. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little Brewers, continue talking NBA Draft, whatever you want to talk about. It's the Fan Afternoon Show. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Sam Schmitz on 1250 AM, The Fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.